Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's up? Currently, as we're recording this podcast, it is April 11th. Uh, and uh, you know, it'd be funny if I release this show, not on time. I'm going to start saying the date every show so I can just release them on time, you know, but, uh, yeah, you probably should. whenever this gets released, congratulations. Um, but I only bring up the date to say that the NFL draft is officially just over two weeks away. Wow. It is. I feel like last year it was very slow getting to the draft. Getting to the draft was very slow. And I feel like now it was just very I don't know what it is, very fast. I was, yeah, I'm I'm glad. Part cuz we we weren't as busy last but, year. But, <laughs> that's usually that's what it is. That's true. Um but anyway, welcome into the pod. Um Today we're going to break down uh, some of the coach hirings that have happened over the last uh, couple months and the changes to each coaching staff and team uh, that has been made um, moving into the season. So we'll talk about some of the, you know some firings, mostly the head coach ones, and then we'll bring up um, anything related to the offensive side of the ball because that's what we do around here. We do fantasy football and we do offense. Um, so we'll, we'll be talking about that today. Before we do, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on the YouTube, uh, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. Um, so we did have some breaking news. We did. This weekend. Um, oh, we did. A wide receiver is off the board. And we still got Hop D Hop, who could be cut. I'm 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 not really sure what's going on with D Hop. Um, and then the yeah. the Jerry Judy stuff has been kind of um, tampered down, dead. dead. Um, so, and I did there was a, there was an account. Nothing happened, but there was account an account that tweeted that in the next 24 hours we would get T Higgins news. Um, that was 24 hours ago. Was it some yeah, brown check mark? It was some brown check mark, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, you know, I believed it for a second. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna just keep an eye out for 24 hours and see what happens. Um, that news could be anything, contract extension. But anyway, uh, one of the other wide receiver guys that is available is um, Odell Beckham Jr. and he is now not he's no longer available. He went to the the Baltimore Ravens. Yep, which. My first initial reaction was Lamar's going back, and then my initial reaction was confirmed uh, when Lamar Jackson was FaceTiming with Odell Beckham Jr. So yep. um, I, I would say it would take a lot for for uh, Lamar not to be back with the Ravens next year. Um, I, w- I would ma- It wouldn't make a whole ton of sense if Lamar was like, hey, I got a new receiver, and then went to another team. So that that doesn't make any sense. But um, Rick, fantasy fallout. Um, I don't hate it. I think I know the Ravens historically run the ball a lot. I think if they bring back Lamar, 
they're not going to run it as much as I think you would think because last year they were actually throwing the ball a lot before Lamar got hurt. Yeah. Um, and whatever that pace was, I think they would probably do it again. So the stigma that the Ravens run the ball like 600 times um, is kind of true, but it's kind of not to the extreme as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And he'll, you know, Dell on the Ravens would at least be the number one or two option. Uh, maybe not number one because if you include Andrews. So he's probably the t- second or third option, which still isn't that bad. Yeah. Where if he went to like the Cowboys, he's probably like the, the third or fourth option. If he went to uh, the Chiefs, who knows? So um, I don't think it's awful. I don't love it at, at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's kind of whatever. I know you're more down on Odell than I am. I think he, I don't think he's the same player he once was. I do think he still has maybe like a little something in the tank as like a, a second or third receiver. Um, but I'm probably not drafting him in drafts with all that said. Yeah. I mean, think we are going to talk about uh, the Ravens' new OC today um, and, you know, the effects that that could have on the Ravens' offense. Um, but I, I like Rick said, I, I just, to me, Odell, here's the big thing with Odell. When you get into fantasy drafts, like now we know where he goes. He's kind of in an offense right now where like you have Rashad Bateman coming back this year and it's the only real wide receiver on the team outside of now Odell. And, you know, they do have an offense that historically doesn't, you know, pass the football 600 times or even 500 times. Um, so it's usually on the low end of like between 500 and 515. And, and that's just not enough pass catching opportunity for somebody to excel at the wide receiver position on the Ravens. And they haven't had a wide receiver one in a little bit. So um, to me, the big, the big thing with Odell is that I think the opportunity will be there because he is going to be the number one wide receiver. He stays healthy. There's going to be good fantasy production, but his last year with the with the Browns four years ago or whatever it was, um, or this was four years ago. His last one thousand yard season was four years ago with the yeah. Browns, and it was like one thousand and twenty five yards. Um, and so he he just hasn't really like outside of that Super Bowl game where he looked really good and then tore his ACL. Like he I just, think that year he was pretty good, or not that year, but when he was on when the he Rams, was on the Rams, he was good. But like. I think with Odell, the big thing for me is that there's a chance that he could go out and provide good fantasy production and and do that. There's a chance that that happens. But there's name value attached to him. So when you get to your fantasy drafts in August, people or in early September, people are going to be looking at Odell on the board and they're going to be like, oh, here we go. You know, there's always that one kid sees Odell and says, I'm drafting him. Right. And I would just rather take younger more talented players than Odell Beckham Jr. Um, if he falls, 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 then maybe in the late draft I would take him. But, like, I'd rather – there's a lot of players that I'd look at where it's like, you know, this guy is younger, and I'd rather take a shot on him. I'd rather take a shot on JSN than have Odell or Zay Flowers than have Odell. And those guys are rookies, and I'm not really with it with the rookie wide receivers, especially this class. So it's like, yeah. like to me, I just, I don't, I'm not going to go after, I'm going to go after younger receivers who are, are poised for a breakout um, that maybe have higher, you know, that have lower floors and could bust than go after Odell 
and chase a season where he could catch a thousand yards and five touchdowns and be a wide receiver four. You know what I mean? I, I so it's like, I don't know. I, I just, I'd rather go with the younger guy than go with Odell Beckham. So, um, do with that what you will. Yeah. And I agree. I, I'd rather take the upside play in those later rounds, yeah. which is probably where he'll go. I don't think he goes that high in drafts, no, but I don't still, think so um, I, I would agree. I'd rather take like those upside guys than someone like Odell, but mm-hmm. you never know, especially if he really falls and he's like, it's like the last round, yeah. you know, yeah. um, he could be a good value in like those 13, 14, 15 rounds. I don't think he falls that far though. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think, I think he had like one ridiculous catch and some good years with the giants. And since then, I, I think it was injuries, man. Injuries, I mean, the, injuries could very well be that, but he just since since he got the injuries on the Giants, he's not been the same receiver. He has not been the yeah. same player. So it's like everyone every year just keeps talking about Odell and how Odell is going to change a receiver. And, and I didn't want him on the Patriots because I didn't think he changes anything. He's not any different than people would disagree with this, but I don't think he's really much different than Devontae Parker. So it's like... It's just you get all friggin' excited, and it's just he's not that receiver anymore. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I get it. I th- I think he's still. I, I would still take him over Parker, but I get what oh, you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I take him over Parker too. I just mean, like he's. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's clear he's not he's like not a, that he's not a difference maker. Yeah, but I think he's still got like I think he's still a decent role player receiver. Yeah, like he's yeah, still yeah. A, a decent two or three. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know if you want that on your fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't. Um, all right, let's talk about some coach hirings. Um, these are I, I always like to say this is probably like not the most watched or exciting podcast that we do on the year, um, specifically because uh, you know we talk about players, we don't talk about coaches. You know, right. we're we're in fantasy football for players, but. If you're breaking, you know, if you're in the if you're in the thick of it with us in the off season, and you're in April and you're listening to Fantasy Football Podcast for redraft, um, coach hirings are very very important, whether in dynasty or redraft, to how an offense succeeds. Last year, you know, going into the season, you saw the New England Patriots with Matt Patricia, Joe Judge as an offensive coordinator. There wasn't a single fantasy asset on that team, with the exception of maybe Rondre Stevenson, that was really good for fantasy football. And uh, Myers was okay at times um but it just that offense was atrocious and when you have a really bad offense or you have you know certain situations with your offensive coordinator and they're just not good at the job you're not going to have a whole lot of fantasy assets on that team so that's something to keep an eye out on and as well as play call tendencies and what coaches tend to like to do you know is this does this coach like to you know go running back by committee is that a trend for them based on what they've done in the past and the the teams that they've worked for in the past um or are they a guy that likes to throw the ball all over the yard do they like split you know reps do they throw it primarily to the slot position you know um do they drop plays that do that they like the tight ends like bill o'brien does um yeah. so like it's just it's it really is it just depends on the person and and uh so we're gonna break down every offense that change their offensive coordinator or head coach or both and talk about what the changes might be. Now, to preface this, defensive coordinator, defensive coordinators becoming head coaches typically have an offensive guy that they bring with them, uh, and that guy will develop the offense. So right. 
Um, so we'll talk about mostly the offensive coordinator on those guys. Some of these teams are offensive-minded guys that brought over a offensive coach to be their coordinator, but they're going to be running the offense. So if it's a defensive guy, most likely not touching the offense. If it's an offensive guy, most likely not touching the defense. And the offensive coordinator head coaches are the ones that will really, you know, if they got a job, we're going to hone in on those guys and see what the, the development might be there. Um, but there, there is also some offensive coordinator uh, changes for football teams outside of, um, you know, head coaching changes. So we'll talk about, all the offensive coordinator slash head coach changes in this section. Right. Starting now, with- there are a lot, so we are going to go through these pretty quick, right, Morgan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. They hire Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles, as their head coach. Um, so I, I will say this guy seems like a joke. Um, is he the guy that did the handshake? Yeah, he's the guy that like, did the weird handshake. And oh, yeah, went, he's this year's. Uh, oh, God. No, he's worse. They're going to tank, bro. They're tanking for Caleb Williams. They're going to trade Kyler. You heard it here first. <laughs> that, was like a, that, was like a, that was like a mental developing take to then realize, like, ah, oh, crap, they have Kyler Murray. <laughs> well, no. So Kyler's probably going to miss half the – the Cardinals are going to be awful this year. They're going to lose Hopkins. They lost some of their defensive guys. Kyler's going to miss. He tore his ACL against the Pats in, like, what was that, week 14, 15? Yeah. So he's not going to be probably not going to be ready week one. Mm-hmm. I could see them like sitting him for like half the season. And if they really blow without him, which they probably will, they might just shut him down. Yeah. And then they just tank. Yeah. Yeah. That could be, that could be it. But I do think you have Kyle. Well, I don't think that I know, but if Kyle is you... out. Yeah. Well, if you get the, I know, like, if you get the first overall pick in next year's class, though, you get a generational type quarterback mm-hmm. prospect. Um, You'll figure it out. I don't later. know. If, yeah, I don't know what they would you choose draft to do him and figure it out later. I don't think yeah. they're going to be the worst team in football, though. I think this worst team. That's fair. But um, I don't think they're. I mean, who, who on their team? Because you know, we'll talk fantasy wise. Who on their team do you really feel like I is would... a good fantasy asset? Uh, outside of maybe Hollywood, without this is without Kyler Murray. I assume Kyler Murray's hurt. No, I mean nobody. <laughs> right. I'm not really interested in anyone. Hollywood will probably still get they drafted. Still James Connor. Connor will probably still get drafted. I was like, but... yeah, they still got James Connor, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Jonathan Gannon is uh, like, if you saw the video, go go Google it. Um, yeah. Completely embarrassing. Um, he is, I, I, after last year with uh, Mike, Mike McDaniel getting hired and and calling to a, and saying all kinds of weird stuff. Like that was the first I ever saw of him. And I was like, this guy seems like either a mad genius or a complete disaster. Jonathan Gannon doesn't even have the genius side. Um, yeah, this hiring reminds me of when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl against the Eagles and benched. Malcolm Brown, uh, Malcolm Butler, uh, got toasted by uh, Nick Foles, and then uh, Matt Patricia got hired by the Lions and sucked. <laughs> yep, uh, and that's essentially what this is. You got toasted by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and uh, and then you get a job as a as an offensive coordinator, and your defense blew in the Super Bowl. That's what that's what this feels like. So uh, not a good hire for the Cardinals. Um, but 
he does bring with him this man by the name of Drew Petzing. He was the yes. quarterback's coach from the Cleveland Browns last year. Some history over the last four to six years. He was uh, assistant quarterback's coach with Minnesota um, in 2018. And then he was wide receivers coach in 2019. Uh, then he went to Cleveland. He is the tight ends coach in 2020, 2021. Cleveland Browns uh, quarterback coach in 22. And now he's the offensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals. So he makes a jump uh, to OC this year. Um, I would assume that this is the uh, West Coast Shanahan offense. Yeah, he comes from the, he actually comes from uh, Kevin Stefanski because uh, he was with Cleveland and before that he was with Minnesota. So he's been under him. Yeah, which for, is which is that that same Sean right, McVay right, which is that uh, yeah. systems. So it feels like maybe a lot of running the ball and play action, which is not how the Cardinals have been. They've been a West Coast style, like the Cliff Kingsbury shot out of the shotgun. Just chucking it all over the field. Yeah, that was that was the um, uh, what do they call that in college? Um, air raid. Yeah. Air yes. Raid. Yes. That was the Cliff. Uh, I can't say his name. Cliff Kingsbury. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that was his offense, but yeah, it feels like they're gonna completely shift, which I think is probably if it if it ends up working out, I think that's good for Kyler. I think it's good for it takes pressure off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for James Conner. Um, yeah. But that's if they're good, which I don't believe they will be. Yeah, so. I, I I've never heard of this guy, so he could be either good or he could just be complete garbage. I will find out. Right. Um, you know, there's just not enough history about him. Like he could, this could be like, this is his first OC job, so it's like he could be mm-hmm. really good. He could be an up and coming guy, and and or he could be really bad. But as long as Jonathan Gannon guy is not touching the offense, we're okay. Um. <laughs> So, but I I do agree with Rick, the play action, you know, they're going to run it. They're going to run plays off play action, which could help Kyler. um, In some aspects, Uh, I'm curious if they're going to try to intertwine, like he's a different kind of quarterback. So it's like, I don't know how he's going to fit in with that system. Um, Hmm. I would imagine it looks somewhat like what they tried to do with Trey Lance in San Francisco uh, for like two games. So uh, we'll 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 definitely see what happens with that, but I do think what you saw in Cleveland was there was it was split in the backfield, um, with a majority of carries going to one guy, and then you know third down reps coming in for for Kareem Hunt. I based on where um, what's his name came from, Kevin Stefanski. They yep. had Dalvin Cook. So if you have a talented enough guy sitting there in the backfield, they'll use him. It's not going to be like a like a forced running back by committee. And they had two running backs that were really good, so that's what they did in Cleveland. So I think what you're going to see with this guy is is they'll probably give James Conner, if he stays healthy, around 250 touches on the season. That would be my, my guesstimation there. Um but he, you know, we'll see what happens with that. I, I do don't, I don't disagree with Rick. I don't think the Cardinals are going to be that amazing of a football team this year. Uh, I think their ceiling is probably like eight wins. <laughs> they just don't. Yeah, Kyler has. That's if Ky- I think you have. If they win eight games, they'll need Kyler for most of the season. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll see what happens with some of that stuff. But keep an eye on Petsing. Um, there's some, there's some interesting stuff going on there. Uh, we'll see if any of it works. Uh, the Ravens fired their OC. Can't remember his name. Uh, was it Greg Roman? Greg Roman. Fired the OC. Greg Roman invented this offense with Lamar Jackson after Joe F- Joe Flaxkill was out of there. 
And um, Todd Munkin takes over after they, I don't know if they fired him or he just left. They fired him. Okay. All right. Fired. See you later. Um, so Todd Munkin just, he has a long history, but just the last couple of years, he was the OC for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2018. I think, I think, think that was Jameis, bro. Was, was that, that the, the 30 for 30, 30, 30 year? I don't know. I don't think that was, I, don't I mean, it, was. it might, it might have, have been 2019, been. but anyway, he was the OC for Tampa in 2018, uh, Cleveland Browns OC in 2019. And then he went to Georgia, um, and was that the, was the year before the 30, 30 year. Yeah. So he was the uh, the thirty thirty year he was in Cleveland. Um, he went and has been the OC and quarterbacks coach at Georgia for uh, from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two. So that massive run with George Stetson or Stetson Bennett, not George Stetson. My goodness. Um. So and they went to two national championships in that time. Interesting. Um. I don't see much changing here. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know his coaching style, so I couldn't tell you. Um, but Greg Roman was like the the leader of the we got to run the football. Yeah. So he could be the same way, but if he's not, that might lead to more passing for the Ravens. I don't, mm-hmm. but I don't know his his coaching style. I will say it's kind of gross. Last time he was in the NFL, twenty nineteen. Yeah, the OC for the Browns. Uh, that was Baker's second year where he was coming off a great rookie season and then had an awful good year news. too. Good news. So that kind of is scary a little bit, but then he was great in Georgia. So I don't know. Maybe he yeah. was able to figure it out because there's, there's been guys that go to college and then come back and then they're much better coaches for it. Yeah. Um, I think Dayball was like that, right? When he was at Bama and then went to the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that was the order it went. So, um, but yeah, either way, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I kind of want to do more research on his coaching style, but he's someone that you should keep an eye on for how the Ravens might play on offense. So the last, um, the last three seasons that he's been the OC. Okay, so that includes the Tampa years. Yeah. Um, his running backs were split. Okay. In terms so that doesn't of change anything. Feels so like yeah, that probably won't change anything. And then, um, Stet- Stetson Bennett. The only year was twenty twenty. His first year, Zamir White had one hundred and forty four carries. The next closest guy was James Cook with forty four. Um, so he didn't really like the running back position at that point was was workhorse. But um, the other years he he split down the middle with those guys. So. Um, and then like Stetson Bennett this year had 4,000 passing yards. So I don't know. I mean, if he could take a crap bag like that dude and get him to throw the ball, maybe he can do it to the other guys, but it was a pretty even split rushing 570, uh, 557 attempts, uh, 454 pass attempts. So I, like I said, I don't see much changing here for the, for the Baltimore Ravens. I think that Harbaugh has been there for so long. Um, that's, that's the, true. That's the but Harbaugh is right? a defensive guy, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like Todd Monkin could change things for them and, and maybe pass the ball a little bit more, but just based on this, like I don't see them passing it any more than they did in the past. Like, I I don't know. I think they're going to try to rush the ball, split snaps. and. Why do you know. think they would get rid of Greg Roman, though, if they weren't going to try to? Unless they were trying to move on from Lamar Jackson. I 
I don't know. I, well, I guess that's it. Might have been stale too. It might have been a, a you know. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of Ravens fans hate Greg Roman, so <laughs> so good luck with Todd Munkin, guys. But I, like I said, I don't see much changing here for the Baltimore Ravens. I think their offense will stay much the same because okay, at this point you have Lamar Jackson. So if if Jackson is staying, like you're yeah. not going to try to do things differently with Lamar That's, Jackson. I mean, I wouldn't like, he's say not, differently, like, but they're going to rush think, the ball. I think maybe the maybe offensive sure. style will be fine, but like you know, will be, will change and be different. But like, I don't think they're going to, to pass the ball all over the yard because they got Todd Munkin. Like we know what they do. They like to run the ball. They like to design. See, I don't know. With, with I mean, I'm not going to tell you they're they're still going to run the ball a lot. I'm not saying they're not, but I, I think, especially if you want to keep Lamar healthy, I, I think they're going to throw the ball more this year. Okay. All right. Um, I won't say it's drastic though, but let's talk about the next team. Um, which is the I was gonna say the Indianapolis Colts because I see the name, but that's not true. Carolina Panthers, they fired Matt Rule. That was uh from, from week three on, I kinda anticipated that they were gonna fire that guy. Um yep. what a complete disaster he was as a head coach. Um, but Frank Reich takes over. We kinda know what Frank Reich is. Um he has an offensive coordinator past with Philly, San Diego, um, and and by I say San Diego, that's all the way back with the Chargers. Um, yep. Uh, but then, uh, you know, honestly, special. he's been, he's been the head coach. He's one of those head coaches where it's like, he's a very, very good head coach, um, in the NFL. And, um, the Colts kind of underperformed, uh, in many years. So uh, I, this probably is Frank, like Frank Reich's last opportunity, but I think he's, I think he's a really good head coach. Um, which is probably why he got snapped, snatched up right away by Carolina. Um, but based on the history that we saw with Indy, it felt like he wanted to specifically with the running backs split. Yeah. But then Taylor they drafted Jonathan like, Taylor and they were like, yep. Oh, probably should use this kid. And so, um, they brought in miles Sanders, Carolina, and they don't really have anyone else there. And we'll see if they draft somebody, but to me, uh, this could be a situation where, uh, you know, it feels like they're a football. I, my thing is, like, did they run the football because they had Jonathan Taylor as the only way they could win football games? Or is that Frank Reich's style? Well, because he I would did tell take is, Nick Foles to the Super Bowl. Those Eagles teams ran the ball threw, for sure, but that was a passing a offense. Lot. Yeah. The Chargers teams that he was on was a passing offense. He used to be a quarterback's coach. He played as a quarterback in the NFL for a decade. I think he wants to throw the ball. But that said, you're going to have a rookie quarterback. Bryce Stroud. Bryce Stroud, yep. <laughs> so I I think they're going to play it, or he's going to play it similar to what he did with the Colts. Um, but it could be something where they, they, you know, year one they might run the ball a lot, and then they slowly yeah. throw the ball more. If he stays the head coach, like if he's the coach for three years, yeah, I think each year the arrow points up for pass attempts. But I think year one, I do think they're going to run the ball a decent amount with the rookie quarterback. So, um, but I do like Sanders. the hiring. I think it's a good hiring. Great hiring. Um, yeah, it's a good offensive mind. I'm not going to go as far as to say it was as good as the Doug Peterson hire from last year. Yeah, um, because I think Peterson, um. Well, it was also they went from Urban Meyer to, to Doug Peterson, so yeah, that's one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And the Panthers are aren't going from like 
awful. Although Matt Rule wasn't good, so I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they are uh, kind of but, going off from awful to good. Yeah, he's so a, th- he's he's one of those coaches too. Like Matt Rule comes in and he's trying to figure it out, and I think a guy like Frank Reich, he's a culture builder if that makes sense. So he's a guy that walks into a room and, and he tries to build a culture for a football team and not just like putting like Jonathan Gannon's going to walk into that room and he's just going to try to coach, um, in uh, lead meetings. Uh, right. Frank, Frank Reich is, is he's a leader. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a dude that will set the, the team culture from the start. And that's something I think Carolina needs after a bunch of years of not having that. Sure. Um, and now they're going to have supposedly, a good head coach, a good leader, and you get the number one overall pick. Yeah, good things. Feels like they're really building something there in Carolina. Yeah, and, potentially, and you might even. I'm not gonna lie, Frank. You might be able to win the. Uh, was it the South over there? Yeah, they might. They, they honestly they, might. Afraid to give it. They all suck over there. So, uh, their, good luck. Their friend. defense is good enough. But I, I, I do like Miles Sanders. Um, they don't have yep. DJ Moore anymore, so you don't have to think about that. I, I don't know what they're gonna do at receiver. And, Adam Thielen, oh, Adam Thielen, yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they get Shark too? Whole lot of mid. Oh dear God. I, I yeah, yeah. They have Shark and Thielen right now. Let, let them, Marshall. I want to see what they do in the draft, and then I'll kind of give you an update as to how I feel about. Well, the they they traded all, all their picks to get number one. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. I, well, I think uh, they do have a they do have one second. Yeah, this is going to be. I think it's going to be a little bit rough at first. Um, and like like Rick sure. said, there's going to be a lot of Miles Sanders involved. So. Uh, their offensive coordinator is Thomas Brown. Don't need to spend any time on that. Uh, yeah. Cowboys fired Kellen Moore, and they yep. hired Brian Schottenheimer. <laughs> is he related to Marty? I think so. Okay. Um, as the offensive coordinator um, for the Cowboys, this is this is interesting. This is an interesting hire, and it was an interesting firing. I. I don't. I don't think it's your coaches there, Dallas. I, I think it's your suckbag quarterback. Uh, I don't love this hiring. I don't love it either. I. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a particularly good hiring. He was either. the passing game coordinator in Trevor Lawrence's rookie season. Think about that for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of gross. I was trying to see like he does have a lot of experience. Though as an offense coordinator, I don't know how good, but yeah, he does have a lot of he has a lot of offensive coaching experience, right? Um, when did so this, when that. did Seattle go to the Super Bowls? That was like 2014, 15, 16, okay. I think. Right, that right. is, never mind. It was before he was the OC. Yeah, he's got um, a lot of history, and I don't know if it's good history. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, the only thing like. Like, I well, don't it was see- Rams. He was the Jets OC for like five years. The years that was the years they went. They had Favre, who underperformed, and they made the AFC Championship with Mark Sanchez and a bum offense. So, I'm not liking what I'm seeing here. I don't like it either. Now, yeah, I will we'll- say, I will say, um, I don't like Helen Moore ran the offense a lot. But Mike this, McCarthy is an offense coach. That's right? the, they they took away all play calling duties from him and gave them to Kelly, Kellen Moore. This could be a signal that they're probably going to go with Mike McCarthy now because he's an offensive minded head coach. McCarthy dictates what's happening there. So I will say that 
this hiring isn't going to really change anything offensively for them. Um, they'll probably stay much the same. Play calling might change a little bit, um, uh, for better or worse. But I don't like this hiring at all if you're Dallas. I, I don't really know what they're doing over there. I, I They astound me sometimes. Yeah, that's interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Um, did Mike McCarthy take over the play calling duties at some point last year? I don't remember. I, feel I like thought he, he gave them up. Oh, maybe it was. I thought it was the other way around. I thought he took it for more. Oh, I can't remember. But it, I, I could be wrong. Okay. Well, but yeah, luck, I don't think it else. changes much. They're so they're like battle of the mid. Yep. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about the the Denver Broncos fired their head coach Nathaniel Hackett. He didn't hack it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Payton takes over as head coach though, so they get the they get the bag quarter uh the bag quarterback. They get the bag head coach. Uh, they get the they get the one everyone wants. Um, yep. Sean Payton goes to coach Russell Wilson, and uh, he is an offensive coach. He's so an it's offensive be the, minded coach. The Saints so type of offense. You have which... you have the the freaking how many years? Fifteen years of coaching that he had with the Dem- uh, with the New Orleans Saints. It could be something like that. that. Something like that. Um, from twenty thirteen to twenty twenty one. Wow, that was shorter than I anticipated. That's like eight years. There's no way. No, hold on. Let me look. Wrong I think he, he Oh, he, he got, got suspended. Right, That's yeah. right. So he's been the head coach of the New Orleans Saints since 2006. Oh, six. Yeah. yeah. All right. I was like, something's not right here. Because they beat, he beat the, uh, he beat uh, Peyton Manning back in the day with Drew Brees. Right. Which was like, was what, like 2010 or something like 2006? that? 2006. Oh, yeah. It was, was it that far? I don't know. Back? Anyway. He has oh, a nine. long he has a long history in the NFL. Um, he had one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game in Drew Brees. Um, and he's going to a quarterback that will probably eh, I don't know will he make the Hall of Fame? I think so. Um, he's not playing like it right now, but uh, he was he was pretty good in his time, and he's got a Super Bowl under his, under his belt. Um, so he might, but he's going to try to get the best out of Russell Wilson. Um, and the style of offense that they ran for New Orleans all of those years is what they're going to run for the Denver Broncos. So, you know, your running backs are probably going to end up getting the, getting the rock a lot. Um, and you're going to, uh, play the death by a thousand cuts game. Yeah. Similar to what Brady did. Um, yep. so, which is know, good for Russ, which is very I good for Russ at this point in his career. Yep. And like, it's a, it's a shot game too. Like he can take the shots down the field. Russ still's got the, right. he's still got the accuracy. So if you just, you know, get him to move up underneath, he just can't move like he used to. I don't think. Yeah. He can't move like he used to. So, um, but yeah, so I think he's a good hiring for Denver. Um, it remains to be seen if Russ can still play the game of football. Um, he's been trying to play the game of Instagram and it doesn't really work out for him. So maybe he's just come back and play football, but supposedly they're going to take his office away. So that's good news. Yeah, that's good. Take less from him. He was kind of in over his head. So, yeah, I don't know. The Broncos are an interesting team because if the problem last year was really all Hackett, then they're going to be really good. But if the problem last year was Hackett sucks and your quarterback is washed, yeah. they're probably not going to be really good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but it is a good hiring overall. I do like it for the Broncos. Um, I love it for Javante. The only problem is he Right now, the early reports are that he's probably not going to be ready for week one. Kind of reminds me of J.K. Dobbins last year. Yeah. Which is not good. 
Um, so I don't know what the running back situation is going to be, but I'm actually kind of see. I'm not in redraft. I'm not really that in on Russ, but in dynasty, I think if you're in a super flex league, I I kind of am sneaky in on Russ as being a good cheap option, um, because he's just dead right now in a lot of leagues. He has no value, but he's someone who could have a slight bounce back here with Sean Payton. Um, so I do like it for for his standpoint. I like it for Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. I wouldn't say I like it for Cortland Sutton necessarily because I don't think he's at that same level. I was but... gonna say I was gonna say who's the Michael Thomas? Oh, Jerry Judy. Okay, yeah, me no too. question. I agree. Unless they trade him, <laughs> then it's Cortland Sutton. Unless they trade him, yeah. So um, good hiring for the Broncos, though. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's not that hard, and Denver knows what they're doing over there. Um, I just dropped my freaking ring on the ground. Um, Texans. They hired D'Amico Ryans, who is a defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Is that correct? Correct. Um, offensive coordinator goes by the name of Bobby Slowick. <laughs> who be Just Bobby? another 49ers offensive assistant. Yeah. So, um, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. yeah. So this, you're going to get this, the Kyle Shanahan style offense, um, I would imagine, for the Texans. I mean, here's a big thing. With the running back position for the Texans, the Kyle Shanahan system doesn't really like. I think I would say they like to use multiple running backs. Specifically, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan himself loves to use like fourteen different running backs, even when you have Christian McCaffrey on the football team. Um, they drafted last year in like the fourth round. What the hell's his name? Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. Um, and Pierce is Pierce is one of those guys that if they do nothing, I like it. Value. That's yeah. good. I think you could get draft him. He's going to be fine. If they draft a running back or they bring somebody else in. Well, they did. They signed uh, Devin Singletary. That doesn't count. <laughs> See, I'm hoping that's all they do because I think that might be all they do. Yeah, that could be all they do. But that could be like one of those situations. I don't even know if Singletary fits into that style of, of running game. But, um, but yeah, so they're going to run that Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan style offense. Um, and they're going to have a new quarterback as well. It's going to be Stroud, Bryce Young, somebody of that ilk. Um, so they'll have a new quarterback, and hopefully they just stick with Damian Pierce if that's the case. Yep. I, I like that asset. They don't have a wide receiver. They got rid of Brandon Cooks. So Nico it's, Collins, baby. It's kind of just Nico Collins at this point. So we'll have to see what they do. Is John Mechie going to play? <laughs> he should. He should be I playing. know. I think he's better. He might be. Um yeah, I do like this for Damian Pierce. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We we don't really know how good of a coach he is, but mm-hmm. if he comes from the 49ers offense, it's usually pretty good things historically. Yeah. Um, this sounds like the biggest smokescreen ever, but Adam Schefter was reporting that the Texans are unsure about drafting a quarterback at number two. Um, <laughs> so take that for a grain of salt, but they yeah. could – Run it back with Davis Mills. I don't think it happens, but um, yeah, I do like it for Damian Pierce, but you'll have to see in the draft. And then okay. for the receivers and the rest of the guys, it's they don't really have a lot of value anyway. So yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're a bad football team, you're a bad football team. Colts fired Frank Reich, hired uh, Jeff Saturday, fired Jeff Saturday, <laughs> hired Shane Steichen from the Eagles. Eagles OC, correct? Correct. Okay. 
Um, and he is now the head coach. They got Jim Bob Cooter as the offensive coordinator. So um, Shane Steichen is going to be running the offense. He's the yeah. Um, I could. Th- this signals to me that they're drafting Anthony Richardson. I know there's been a lot of smoke screens about Will Levis. Um, I not that they were planning on taking Anthony Richardson, so they got Shane Steichen. But the 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 style of offense that he runs with Jalen Hurts and all of those running backs, this football team is going to pound the rock and they're going to use the quarterback to pound the rock. And that quarterback is going to be Anthony Richardson. I'm going out on a limb here, but uh, they will run it a lot, which is very good for Jonathan Taylor. Um, I don't really like any of this for, well, I mean, the receivers were really good for the Eagles as well, but that's just, you can't really, you have to take that with a grain of salt. So, um, I like this move for the Colts. I don't think it's a bad co- uh, a bad hiring, um, and it'll be interesting to see how they utilize their assets with a rookie quarterback coming in. I, I I'm not really excited for Michael Pittman. Um, lots of different changes happening there, so that's specifically the reason why. But um, I think I think their draft selection is going to be Anthony Richardson. They're going to run a very similar Eagle style offense this year, um, and that means a, a guy by the name of Jonathan Taylor is going to eat. Um, yeah, <laughs> which I love. Now. Before he was with the Eagles, he was with the Chargers, and that was the year that Herbert, um, as a rookie, had like the best rookie season historically of all time. So he can, I feel like, run um, more of a pass-first offense where it is kind of a pocket passer-like quarterback. Yeah. Um, but with the success of the Eagles last year or so, um, I would agree with you. I think it probably fits that bold or that mold better. Um, but I like it. I actually like, uh, Mr. Mr. Shane here, but, uh, I think he, he's been a good OC for the Eagles. He was a good OC for the chargers. I think he's a pretty good offensive mind. It does worry me though, that I feel like Nick Sirianni is probably the offensive mind with the Eagles. So I don't know how much control he had with Philly. Um, but I do like the coach. I like the hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Colts skill guys will have a bit of a bounce back because it can't get as bad as it was last year. Last year was rock bottom. I feel like for guys like t- t- Jonathan Taylor is too talented to have a year like he did last year. Michael Pittman's too talented to have a year like he did last year. Um, quarterback's going to be a big factor, but I do like the hiring. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so that was all of the uh, head coach hirings. I think all five. Jonathan Gannon, uh-huh. Frank Reich, Sean Payton, D'Amico Ryan's, Shane Steichen. So this trend of offensive coordinator, uh, offensive-minded head coaches getting hired uh, is still here. But we got a couple of guys, D'Amico Ryan, Jonathan Gannon, who are defensive-minded guys. So uh, still trying to even it out. But defensive-minded head coaches don't generally work right in the modern NFL. Um, the next couple guys, this is going to be relatively fast because not a lot of uh, change is happening. But Matt Nagy. Um, after Eric Benemy leaves to go to the commanders, um, Matt Nagy takes over as offensive coordinator for the chiefs. Um, I think Eric Benemy is probably going to be a good head, uh, a good offensive coordinator elsewhere by himself, but yeah. Andy Reed runs the offense. So yeah. I, I don't, there's going to be no change for the chiefs. Um, Nagy is a bonehead and he's an idiot <laughs> and he's a bad head coach. Um, so, uh, but he's, he's been a good offensive coordinator at times. And sometimes you're just a good yeah. offensive coordinator, or a bad head coach. So, uh, chiefs should be fine there. And it's still the Andy Reid offense still, either way. Yeah. Same, same Andy Reid offense either way. Chargers 
bring in Kellen Moore. So this is going to be a bit of a bit of a shift. He's one of the better offensive minds in the NFL, but he all I, I don't know if the bad parts of Dallas were Kellen Moore or we're gonna just, find out. <laughs> or Dallas. We're going to find out. But I think this guy is better than what Herbert and company had last year. Yeah. So I like that. But if you want to see what they're going to do offensively, probably going to be similar to what the Cowboys did last year. Now, uh, I could see the Chargers in on a running back in this draft because they're probably letting Austin Eckler walk. There's some rumors um, of that. I, I mean, Bijan to the Chargers would be fantasy dream. Yeah, seriously. Um, so we, we saw what they did with running backs. We saw what they did with wide receivers. Um, he can run a competent NFL offense, and I wouldn't be concerned about anything with Kellen Moore going to the Chargers. So you like it, though? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't okay. think it's the best hiring. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. It's not. My, it wasn't my first top choice for the Chargers, but mm. um, I don't hate it. Okay. Uh, Rams hire Mike LaFleur. As the offensive coordinator, uh, the real news here is that um, head coach Sean McVay is staying. Yeah. So that well, Flair is kind of just there to rebuild his reputation. I feel like uh, after last year, <laughs> I think if they if they went to the playoffs and they lost in the NFC Championship game, he probably retired. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a bad year that he can't. Um, so Lafleur not really changing anything from the offensive side. Um, it's just kind of a, 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 a revolving door of offensive coordinators because that everyone yeah. seems to be taking from that system. Um, so that'll stay offensively. They'll stay pretty much the same for the Rams. Um, Jets with Nathaniel Hackett. I don't get this. This is purely to get Rogers. And like yeah. I was, you know, I was thinking the other day. I was thinking the other day, so many parallels to this freaking gross butt situation for the Jets. And Rick has told me, like, it's Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are going to get him. It's going to be okay. Like, but I'm just thinking about the parallels. Denver, really good team. It's a good good defense, good offense, got the weapons, quarterback away. Right. Trade for Russ. Here we go. Hire Nathaniel Hackett. All right, here we go. Saddle up. Yep. Four wins. Five wins. Whatever it was. <laughs> uh, Jets this year. Oh, defense is there. We got a defense. Oh, we got some offensive weapons. Here we go. Quarterback away. We're going to get Rodgers. Oh, he got Rodgers. Here we go. Nathaniel Hackett hired as the offensive quarter. <laughs> Too many parallels here for them to win more than six games. I, uh, <laughs> I honestly could see it. I really can't. I think... Uh, uh, from the Patriots fan perspective, if you're hoping one of the AFC teams just blows chunks, I think the Jets is probably the best bet. Um, and he's one of the reasons for it. Yeah. That said, he's, he's awful. Hackett in Green Bay was not an awful offensive coordinator. Was that him or was it? Uh... Um, I don't think he was really the main guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was kind of just along with the ride. And I think that's why <laughs> in Green Bay, it's going to be kind of mixed with that. Um, it's going to be Rodgers and Hackett working together for that offense. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it plays out. I don't love it. Um, I just but don't as know. As long as Aaron Rodgers is there, I understand why. They looking at how bad everything was in Denver last year, like I, I don't even know what to look for. Like obviously, if you get Rodgers, that changes things. Like you get Rodgers, uh, you know, um, Garrett Wilson's going to be really good. Like Lazard's still going to be somewhat of a fantasy asset. Um, Brees hopefully 
is going to come back and be good. So it's like there's a lot of good things for the Jets there. But Hackett does concern me because I think he's just a bad coach. I think he's just a bad coach. Yeah, like I, I, I don't. I don't do like not, if he I, went to a team, like if if Hackett, I would have hated this for the Chargers. But if Hackett went, no, not the Chargers. If if Hackett went to like the Chiefs or the Rams or something else, right, where he wasn't running the offense, I would be fine. Yeah. But the fact that he's running the offense for the Jets, right. that's where the concern is because, um, right. you know, their head coach is going to be over in the defensive room for most of the, most of the week. So, yeah, I don't know. Not good news. I'm not not crazy about it. What about uh, you missed one in between? I, uh... I did. I was I was going to talk about it last because I know I'm okay. Then we'll continue. About it. Uh, Titans hired Tim Kelly. This is something that I think we. I don't want to spend a lot of time on. Um, hold on a second. I'm, I gotta pull it up. But um, I I don't want to spend a lot of time on these these offensive coordinators. He was he was with the Titans last year. He just got promoted from within. Oh, he got promoted from within. So yeah, he was the passing game coordinator, and before that, he was the OC for Houston. Which so was they good. hired the guy that had the suck bag. Yeah. part of the team. All right, yeah. the, the Titans good. low key. They're falling apart. Tanking. They're falling apart. Yeah, but like they're doing it kind of to themselves, which I think is actually low key smart because they weren't good enough to compete in the AFC, in my opinion. But they're they're going the other way. Like they're getting rid of all their veterans. They're cutting all these guys. Yeah. They're rumored to trade up in the draft. They started that last um, year. Yeah. They're they're definitely trying to to, to retool, rebuild here. Um. So yeah, I'm down on the Titans for sure, fantasy wise. Uh. Week. But the fact that it was an internal hire would sense to me that the offensive direction doesn't change. This has happened yeah, twice now under um Mike Vrabel, right. and uh the offense has stayed generally the same. So. Um, right. I, there has been rumors about what's his name getting traded. Um, uh, Derrick Henry. Who? Derrick Henry. Um, I don't think that. I don't think happen. that's going to happen. I think Delvin Cook is probably more likely to 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 move. Um, but um, there has been talks about Henry. Like you know, while you have while it's hot, <laughs> I would do it yeah, if you I could get so a if you could get like a third round pick for Derrick Henry. I'd trade him. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's so I don't know why more teams don't do stuff like that. By the way, like how dirt cheap it is to get a all-world running back. Like, why yeah. not? You think they're gonna? You think you're gonna hit on a third-round running back better than you would have Derek Derek Henry on your football team? Like, all right. Yeah. The only downside is Derek Henry's 29 years old yeah, or whatever, 30 years old. Uh, and then the Commanders bring in Eric Benemy. So we're gonna see. Um, yep. Of course, though, he's not going to have a freaking quarterback. Yeah. Well, Sam Howell's a quarterback. <laughs> he could be good. I liked him. I, uh, I thought Howell was an underrated prospect. That you... said, he also could suck. Okay. So I I I I think if this is going to be an offense, it's going to be similar to like what it looks like when Mahomes isn't on the field. Um. So when you had uh, – what's his name? This actually – this could be – this could be the Brian Dayball hiring. No, I love I love this hiring. It's just uh, commanders, and the commanders too have weapons. And this also could Aaron be McLaurin, this could be like an internal. Jahad Dodson. Too. Like, what if it's uh, what if it's them pre-hiring a head coach? Yeah, I mean, I I like the hiring. I just there, I don't know what they're doing at the, quarterback. The, the commanders are like, yeah, we're we're gonna fire this idiot over here this year. Um, Eric, you just gotta sit behind him. And coach, and then you know, we'll, we'll bring you on, said coach. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 
there's so many bad things about their offense last year. Their obsession with um, Terry McLaurin Brian is not Robinson. one of them, but their obsession with Brian Robinson um, and him being a complete. Like, I, I don't. Know, I just don't get it. So we'll see what Benemy does. Um, I'm sure he'll find a, a twitchy seventh round running back to run the ball with. Um, but I think it's a good thing. For, Gibson. Good. Th- yeah. Hopefully it's Gibson. Um, but I, I see good things coming for uh, the commanders with that hiring. Um, all right. Final one uh, is New England Patriots firing their entire brain trust. Um, on the offensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball and hiring Bill O'Brien. They brought in Andrew Adrian Clem to the offensive line coach. So they got coaches now. They got real people coaching um, and not Bill, Bill Belichick robots. Um, this is a good hire for the Patriots. Uh, do you anticipate there being any, like, we know what the Patriots have looked like with Bill O'Brien in the past. I watched years of it, so I can just say it off the top of my head, but they like the two tight ends, what they do in the off season. Uh, so far they picked up Mike Kosicki. They have Hunter Henry. So that's your, there's your two tight ends. They love slot receivers. They picked up Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and my, my, I would imagine Tyquan Thornton's kind of like the, the Brandon cooks. I don't know if he was a part of that offense, but the outside receiver back in the day. So, um, you can kind of see the parallels. I don't know if they'll draft a receiver. You kind of hope that they do, uh, cause they need one, um, yeah. to kind of at least they need something to pull coverage away from just blitzing Mac the whole game. Um, so Anyway, uh, but Bill O'Brien coming in is definitely going to make the offense better for the New England Patriots. I will say, um, fantasy-wise, I there's just nothing here that I want. I don't want Mac. I don't want Juju. I don't really want uh, any receivers in the receiving core um, unless they get like a JSN or Zay Flowers or somebody like that who probably will get run immediately. Um, there's not a whole ton in the receiver core that I like. And then the running game is really the only aspect that's there. Like I haven't really, unless the Patriots go out and draft a running back in the first round, which has been rumored um, or the second round or the third round, uh, I can, I can see the Patriots just pounding the rock with Ramondre and they haven't really gotten a replacement for him. So uh, for Damien Harris. So it's like at this point, your running game's good. That yep. should be a good fantasy asset. But outside of that, even with Bill O'Brien, I just don't see much being there. Uh, Juju might take on the slot receiver. You know, he's going to take on the slot receiver role, but he might get those targets that made Jacoby Myers a good um, flex option, which will work out for fantasy football. But I, you know, I'm not drafting Juju Smith-Schuster in the top seven rounds, so. Yeah. In terms of yards last year, the Patriots were 26th in the NFL. Um, so they're definitely not a good offensive team. They're a little better points wise. I think they were like 19th middle of the pack, but I do think their offense is better this year with Bill Bryant. I do think it helps. Um, and I agree with most of what you said. Um, I think if they stand packed though, I, I don't mind Juju. I think he's going to be a volume guy, kind of like Jacoby Myers. He'll get a lot of catches. And PPR formats, I think he's going to be a really solid flex. Um, so I don't mind Juju. Uh, I don't even mind. See, I, I don't want to say it because I, I think only one of them will be good, and it could be the other one. But I wouldn't hate Hunter Henry this year. I don't hate him. Um, I was kind of out on him last year because 
he just kind of relied on touchdowns and max rookie year. And then year two, obviously the offense was a disaster last year. Um, so I was out on him before the season, but with his such a low price, I, I don't hate him for this year. Cause I do think the offense will be better. It'll be more like the year one we saw out of Mac, I think. Um, and then Bill O'Brien's um, usage of tight ends, I think it's going to be like kind of like the Josh McDaniels offense. So um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind taking the flyer on Hunter Henry, but then again, it could be Gasecki who has a good year. So yeah, I think one of those two guys ends up. I'm 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 really I'm really curious to see how they work it out because they got a slot receiver in Juju, and then they had Gasecki who can't really block. He's not an inline tight end, so he's basically just a glorified slot tight ends um i'm curious how they're gonna run that but we'll see uh they did the same thing with aaron hernandez back right. in the day so um and then if they draft the guy too like where does he fit in that's that's what i'm saying like that's kind of where i was with the patriots where it's like i kind of wanted them to go after quentin johnson johnston uh, only because like he would just replace parker he yeah he would basically just replace parker but like we don't we just got Juju. Like, if you were going to replace Jacoby Myers, just draft Zay Flowers or EJ. Yeah, Sen. but you like, could say last doing? year the Patriots needed a receiver, right? Yeah. So, if Juju replaces Myers, you could still probably use... I just don't know where you're going to put him. Um, yeah, I mean, if they get, so let, let's say if they, if they draft JSN, I really don't know, because he plays the slot mm-hmm. mainly. I mean, he can't play the outside. Flowers is kind of like a guy you can put anywhere. He's kind of a gadget guy. So I think they'll figure it out with if they take fly, Flowers. But yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Um, and I, I don't know if they'll draft somebody, but I hope they do. Okay, there you go. Head coach hirings for the 2023 season. Uh, lots of lots of coaching changes. Uh, there's a ton of defensive coaching changes, but we don't talk about those around here. Um, so anyway, take this information Use it to your acknowledgement. We got a rookie mock 101 on Thursday. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.